On today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we hear a bone-chilling story about a creeper that follows someone all the way to their house. A cautionary tale of a ghost terrorizing a town. What do you do when you realize a toy has been possessed by a ghost? How do you deal with a demon that's living in your very home? More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay tuned, spooky listeners. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to episode 15 of Unexpected Hauntings. Um, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to go with um, the episode last week. Um, COVID-19 has been hitting my family pretty hard, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, I'm sure it's been hitting a lot of other families as well and loved ones. So just wanted to send some um, good, kind words and good vibes to you guys uh, and to say that we love you guys so much and that you can make it through this hard time. There will be um, a time where this will all end and um, we'll be going back to normal. Um, But we won't be able to do that until we're able to wear our masks, stay sanitized, and stay clean, and don't stay with a big crowd of people um, because those things will definitely help um, help this COVID-19 die down and um, it really sucks guys it really does um, it's not the best um, thing going on in 2020 right now um, and I know that we're all just trying to just, you know, block it out and do other things to, you know, get rid of it and not think about it. But in all reality, we have to think about it to get rid of it. So um, just stay clean, stay sanitized, wash your hands, keep a distance, um, which I know um, some of you... Uh, some of you guys out there that are social bugs and that love to get out and talk and hang out, that's really cool. I'm like that too. Um, and I know it's really hard for me because I love to be able to get out and go um, hang out with buddies and friends and stuff. And I've been doing that, but at a, at a, um, at a safe um, environment um, and not too many people around. So um, this spike has been truly brutal. There's been a couple of friends of mine that have it and that aren't doing that well. And my my grandma has it too. Um, And it's pretty tough because she's my last living grandparent. And uh, she was definitely the one that I spent a lot of time with growing up. So, um, yeah, to send out some prayers and some good vibes to everyone for that. 
But anyways, guys, I'm going to go on to the stories for today. Um, the first one not being too uh, much of a ghost story, per se. Um, it's still creepy as hell, though. It's about um, when a stalker goes way and over beyond creepy and um, has to get the uh, the law enforced and um, that happens quite a bit actually in today's world where people just get too attached and um, to the point to where it's not healthy at all and you just have to have that line drawn um, but the other stories are pretty creepy um, Two stories actually pretty much take place around the witching hour. So, you know, that those are going to be kind of creepy as well because we all know the witching hour 3 a.m. isn't the best time of day to experience um, ghost encounters or ghost stories, per se. Um, and uh, also hear a story about a demon that is found in a house and they have to get out of the house so we've got some pretty creepy bone chilling stories today um, for you guys and I hope that you guys enjoy them as well um, and I'm gonna be talking about this after the episode um, but also teamed up with Audrey today and made an account on there which it's an it's a pretty cool website because you can collaborate with other ghost podcast channels so um, I'm out there um, just looking for someone to collaborate with and um, I think it'd be a great way for unexpected hauntings to grow and get the word out and for the other um, ghost podcast channels to grow because I don't want this to be some type of a competitive with podcast episodes we're all a big family of ghost podcasts and um, we all have this common interest in ghosts and ghost stories and phenomena and so on and so on so um, if you guys have anyone that you guys know out there that's on Aubrey that would love to collaborate then let me know um, on unexpectedhaunting739 at gmail.com and I'd uh, love to hear from that. But anyways, guys, we're going to hop into the first story of today, which is called, and I also said it's not that creepy, so don't expect a ghost story um, for the first one, but the other stories will definitely be ghost story related. But anyways, this is called The High School Nightmare. hope that you guys enjoy. It all started in high school. A few weeks in, I made a few friends and was keen on making more, so I tried to talk to everyone that I could. I was still somewhat new to the school, and one day I got lost, so I met the guy who would eventually become my stalker. He showed me around, he made conversation, and at first I thought he would be nice to have as a friend. A week passed and I had made few friends at this point. I wanted to hang out with them as much as I could. I felt a little bad because my other friend was a bit of a loner, so I invited him to come hang out with us. He didn't talk much at first, but then he started talking more. 
mostly to me. Asking advice on life, I was happy to help until he started asking me to pat his head like a dog and make him wear a leash. A bit weird, might you say? I passed it off as a joke and I humored him, something I shouldn't have done. He started calling me Miss Master or Mistress. I asked him not to do that. I told him that I wasn't comfortable with this behavior, but it was apparently too late to fix things. It happened day after today. He started skipping his classes to walk into and getting kicked out of mine. He followed me all day, and if I had to go to the restroom, guess who followed me inside? I asked him to stop many, many times. He wouldn't, so I got to the school, got the school involved. Well, I tried. They had no proof of stalking. I found that kind, kind of strange, since many teachers have kicked him out of my class. But nevertheless, nothing happened. Except him getting more, let's say, protective. I asked one of my guy friends to help me out with some homework one night. My stalker overheard his, overheard this from around the corner and didn't like who I asked for help. He fought every male I talked to. Some would find this flattering, but I found it annoying. I tried to tell him not to worry that we were just friends, but his exact wording was, They don't deserve you. They are worthless compared to my master. I tried to get him to stop. I yelled at him. I do feel bad because it was quite harsh. But it was the only way to get through to his thick head. I thought I was finally free from that cycle. He finally stopped following me until one day I found this letter in my locker. In this letter, my stalker gave his disgust for males and his hate for himself that he must be evil for his master to treat him this way, that he must be punished, that I must be taught not to shun pets. It was a few pages long, and it was very disturbing. In fact, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever read, especially when I got done reading it and looked up and saw him staring at me from down the hall. He came up to me and opened his phone and started showing me pictures of well, of a cartoon character who had similar appearances to me, with the same brown eyes, brown curly hair. Then he gave me a leash for him and asked me to walk him around. At that point, I ran away up to the office, letter in hand, the principal after five visits, and finally had the fucking proof he needed, agreed to step in. The cops got, got involved and soon after an restraining order was put out in place. He wasn't allowed within 50 feet of me. About a month later, I was sitting in my room doing some homework when I heard a scratch at the window. I looked over and to my horror, he was standing just outside my bedroom window. He had a collar on his neck and a leash was dangling down from it. He was intensely staring at me through the glass. His face then crooked with into a disgusting grin before licking the surface of the window and ran off. Thankfully, I moved out of the town a month later, but after the nightmare I had last night, I decided to write all this down. Being stalked is not romantic or fun. It is terrifying, bone-shaking, 
nerve-wracking and the worst thing I have ever gone through. I have no idea how he is or what he is up to. I just hope he got those issues worked out. So this is not a normal ghost story, um, and this is what I wanted to put out to on the podcast, is everything and every story, I know I say in the intro and say on the podcast, um, that it is solely ghosts, but that might not be the case for some of these stories. Um, I feel like some of these stories really need to be spread out into the world and taught to some people, because stalking is a serious thing and it happens every every day and um, this guy was really messed up in the story that followed her around and she he shouldn't have been following her around in the bathroom that's that's really messed up um, but I'm glad that she wrote that down wrote down that story um, and you know, there's just a couple of flags that pop up, you know, you think that they're friendly and they're like, oh, you want to be friends? Yeah, sure. So become friends. And then this kind of stuff happens um, where it just goes too far with calling you master and mistress and all this stuff. Um, And of course, you know, there's going to be those people that despite what's going on and what they can see, they're still going to say, oh, it's just it's just how they are. It's just, you know, it's just how they cope with the world, as they say. And that's fucking bullshit. Um, it needs to be dealt with, and it needs to be dealt with now. Because this kind of shit is what happens where mentally unstable people such as this um, can do drastic things. And drastic things could cause to death. So I feel like this story needed to be told. Um, and uh, thank you for writing in. This is an anonymous uh, writer, but thank you for writing in. Um, we got your point across, I think. Um, and this was the story of the high school nightmare. And yeah, that's a pretty damn nightmare. Pretty crazy damn nightmare um, to be told. So even though it wasn't paranormal, and um, wasn't that creepy or gory or anything like that. I feel like these kinds of stories need to be told and need to be spread out to the world, like I said, because um, it's not, like she said, it's not being stalked isn't romantic or fun at all. It's quite the opposite. And um, there's been instances where I've been stalked before and it is creepy because you feel like you can't breathe you feel like you can't get away and but once you tell someone and you get that fixed it's like a big weight is over you now is is not not over you my bad that like your big the big weight is being lifted off um the big weight on you (laughs) is the stalker um once you tell someone it's like a big weight is being taken off that's great. So, if anything like this is happening to you guys, I just want to heed to you. Go talk to someone. 
Go talk to either your parents or go talk to the authorities. Go talk to the police. Because this shit is not to be played with. And it can go pretty far. Um, I've heard heard other stories where it went pretty far. And they were naive enough to get as far as to where they almost died. Um, and I probably won't share those stories just because they're pretty private. But um, anyways, guys, we're going to go to the next story. Um, this next story is called Lady of the Hollow. And um, it seems pretty interesting. Um, pretty much, I don't know, I don't want to give anything away. So <laughs> here we go, guys. This is called Lady of the Hollow. Enjoy, guys. When I was in my early teens, my dad would drag us to Kentucky every chance he got. Ten hours each way, it seemed to me most of our trip was driving. Finally, we would arrive at Aunt Lane's home. God, I loved her. She had nine kids. My cousin Ronnie decided that he would tell us about an urban legend called the Devil Lady of Trace Licking Hollow. Or Holler, as he liked to pronounce it. Ronnie shared with us the following. Up on the outer ridge of this hollow, way above the tree line, lived a bitter old woman who hated everyone and everything. She was so full of hate that she started doing things to her neighbors. She took pets when she would pass a neighbor on the road as they were walking beside the road. She would try to take and swipe it, take a swipe at them. As this woman got older, she started looking into people's windows, scaring everyone, but she would always disappear by the time any of the family would come out of their house. Then one family had enough of the enough. The father grabbed his hunting rifle and made the hike up to the ridge where the old lady lived. When he entered her property, something was not right. It was too quiet. Then he saw her laying out in the middle of her small garden dead. Dead for a very long time. How could she be still terrorizing the whole hillside? He also told me to stay away from the windows in the deepest part of the night. I said okay, thinking this was just a ploy to get me to go to sleep and not get out of bed. You see, I'm a night owl. My mother says I have been that way since I was in her womb. So I walk upstairs and get into bed, and I cannot go to sleep. I start reading a book that I brought. The last chimes, I remember, were three. I turn over and look towards the window, and I freeze. There in the second floor bedroom window was this hideous face I have ever seen. Matted, long hair, skin so thin that some there and some just wasn't. Red eyes, yellow teeth, and on the hag's head were thorns. I was frozen. I didn't know what I would do, so I threw the blankets over my head and just kept praying the old hag would go away. The next morning I came down for breakfast, and my aunt looked at me and said, How did you sleep? I said, Okay, I guess. And when my aunt left the room, my cousin Ronnie looks at me and says, Buffy, she always knows what's going on in her holler.
So um, this is a little bit of a um, caution tale for night owls. <laughs> um, so pretty much, yeah, I mean, I grew up with stories like that where they would probably make up a story and would it would probably try to help me to go to bed or, you know, force me to go to bed because I'm a night owl, night owl as well. Um, but there's something different about this story. Um, this is the story of the dead coming back and terrorizing the town after that person is dead. And this could very well happen in real life, I believe. Um, because they're not done with what they're wanting to do or if that's how they got their fun was by scaring people and uh, got a thrill out of it, then they're probably going to even do that past their deathbed. Um, and I think that's also what happens um, when people are terrorized by ghosts. It gets the ghosts um, a boost, if you will, and wants them to terrorize even more people. It gives them energy and fear is like nutrients to ghosts. Um, they thrive on fear. So if they can get some fear from you, then they'll keep adding on to the fear. And uh, yeah, it'll just keep going and going and going. Um, so, but what a story though. I love that the Lady of the Hollow story. Um, and, uh, I mean, let me know what you guys think about this story. Um, it's, it's an interesting concept when you think about the dead terrorizing the living. Um, but that's what ghosts do. I mean, <laughs> they've been doing that for centuries, right? Uh, when they wouldn't be ghosts if they terrorize people, which I know it can be different ghosts don't always terrorize people. They can also be a guiding light in someone's life. They can always be, um, I've even heard stories, ghost stories of, um, ghosts protecting people and, um, just being there to protect them. Even though they're dead, they can still protect them somehow. So it can be good. It can be bad. Uh, it just depends on the ghost really. Um, but I know that's a short one for you guys. We're going to go on to the next story and it is called the 3 a.m. experience, which how ironic is that? Right? Because that's when the girl, um, or guy, it really doesn't say, um, in the lady, the hollow, but that's when they woke up was 3 a.m. So I thought that was pretty interesting that we're going to the next story. And it's called the 3 a.m. experience. So anyways, guys, I hope that you guys enjoy this story. It is called The 3 a.m. Experience. Here we go. This happened when I was seven, and I was sleeping in my parents' room because I didn't have my own room at the time. My dad was working at the casino down in Loughlin, which was about 30 minutes away from my house at the time, in a housing complex where every house looked exactly the same except with different colored shackles on the top of the houses. 
It was around 2.32 in the morning when I woke up to go to the bathroom and get a glass of water before going back to sleep. I spent a while in the bathroom and since I didn't have a phone at the time, I was playing with my old Spongebob Knows Your Name doll from around 2001. I was a complete Spongebob fan as I had Patrick and Squidward toys in my house's computer room where all the toys of mine were kept in the closet. I finished going to the bathroom and proceeded to go out to the kitchen where my grandfather was asleep and left the television on. I just left it on as he tends to keep it on 24-7. It seems a bit tense in the kitchen, but I just ignored it. I poured myself a glass of water from our old water dispenser from when we lived in Tuxen. I went back to my parents' room and I laid back down after drinking my water. Around ten minutes passed and I couldn't fall back to sleep. I looked for my mother's iPad, which I usually just watch YouTube videos until I fall asleep. I found the iPad case, opened it, and it was dead. I put it back where I found it and just laid there. Two minutes passed and I suddenly had the urge to sit up. I followed the urge and sat up, stuck staring in the corner where my parents' lamp is. It turned off randomly and I saw some black figure. It choked me until I could wake up my mother, who was right next to me on the bed. She got up and I could barely speak. I was completely out of breath. She grabbed me and ran into the living room where my grandfather was sleeping and told me to sleep out there for the rest of the night. The exact day after that, I was sitting on the couch with my Spongebob doll and my Woody doll. My Woody doll wouldn't stop going off, so we had to take out the batteries. A few hours after that, the Woody doll went off again, but this time in a much louder manner, to where you could hear it from all the way from the back of the house. It just said, REACH FOR THE SKY! I grabbed it and checked the batteries after it was done, saying the phrase, the batteries weren't even in there, so it just makes it even more confusing, not to mention that my Spongebob doll said, I'm going to kill you, James, which is my name, but was never programmed into the doll, nor was the phrase. So it just makes even more makes it even more creepier. I'm 12 now, and every time I wake up around 3 a.m., I feel something watching over me. So we all know that 3 a.m. is the witching hour um, where anything can happen and when anything can come across into the real world from the non-real world. Um, and I say that in that sense because um, it is very possible during the witching hour, and it has been proven um, by quite a few uh, paranormal investigators and, and uh, demonologists um, as such, that 3 a.m. is the witching hour where um, it opens up a slight window for the non-living to come through. Um, and not always they can come through, but if there's an open portal, 
as such as if someone were to be doing some type of seance or something like that they would always do it at 3 a.m. so 3 a.m. is always the witching hour um, I thought it was interesting in this story that the dolls come to life um, sounds like and it really could be that the spirit could have taken over those dolls I mean it's not always like um, it's not always going to happen but I thought it was pretty humorous that they would choose a woody doll to possess <laughs> so um, don't go to Toys R, or Toys R Us isn't open anymore don't go to uh, Target or any of the uh, 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 sorry guys <laughs> getting tongue tied here don't go to any other stores that have woody dolls because they might be possessed was Toy Story really a movie for kids or were they all possessed Ooh, who knows <laughs> no childhood ruined right childhood ruined <laughs> but um I don't know that is a interesting concept to think that ghosts can take over dolls and they have the power of that um, even when the batteries were taken out it was still saying shit and um, that was crazy too that the Spongebob doll was saying his name that he was going to kill him um, that's a different sense whenever a ghost or a possession or some type of phenomena says your name clearly that just gives you fucking chills because that has happened to me before I was doing an EVP over at the Crescent Hill Hotel um, over in Eureka Arkansas Eureka Springs my bad um, Eureka, Eureka Springs Arkansas and um, we were doing a little bit of an EVP that night um, I believe it was on that Saturday of that weekend I was there with a buddy of mine um, I got the story of it up on um, got the story of it up on our channel our episodes uh, it's just a bonus episode from Crescent Hill and um, I don't think I brought this in there but um, there could have been a lot of shit I could have said but I didn't have all the time I wanted for that episode but anyways, I heard my name clear as day. And it said, um, uh, I still, I think I still have the EVP. I'll have to pull it up. But as clear as day, I, I can just remember this and it still haunts me to this day. And it says, Ben, play with me. But in a raspy voice. And it was just the creepiest thing ever whenever your name is being called out over an EVP it just sends you gives you chills just chills so I can I can only imagine how this person must have felt when that happened but anyways guys if you guys have a similar experience right into unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com we'd love to hear your stories or your thoughts on this episode but anyways I think we're going to go into the last episode for today and it is called the Maple Crest Demon here we go
This is not something that happened to me, but to my husband and his mother. When he was 10 years old, we will call him Brett. His mother we will call Kim, and my brother-in-law we will call Mike. My husband moved around a lot when he was growing up. Kim was a single mother who left an alcoholic and abusive husband. Mike was an introvert, and my husband Brett was an outgoing all-American boy who always had to be doing something. They lived in five different homes and apartments in the same city, but the one mentioned most is a two-story home for rent on Maple Crest Drive. A week after they moved in, small things started to happen. Things would get moved, water in the sinks would start running, and lights would flicker on and off. They had electricians come in, plumbers, etc. They never found anything wrong. Things went on in this odd way for a while, but then more started happening. They would hear stomping on the stairs, appliances coming on by themselves, and shadows moving down the hall, passing their bedroom doors. Then, about six months from the time they moved in, the shadows started coming into the bedrooms. Brett often woke to something moving in the corner of his room. He said one night he was sleeping with his hand over the bed and something bit him. He would also hear whispers, but they did not come clear enough for him to understand, though the scariest things would happen to Kim. One night she woke up feeling like she was being choked. There was no one else in the room. She would be cleaning and something would pull her hair hard. But what she says is the scariest night is when she was dragged down the hallway and down the stairs. Everyone thought that she was crazy. They did not see the scratches or the bruises or the mental strain Kim was going through. She went to the library and got this book on the paranormal. The book instructed to put flour or baby powder on the floor. The first night, nothing happened, but the second night, there are prints on the flower. They looked like what a gorilla's fist looked like if he made it longer and put talons on the end. That next morning, they packed their bags and moved into an abused woman's shelter. They never figured out what it was, just that it terrorized Kim and Brent, but it left Mike alone. So this seems more like a demon than a ghost um, from the print that it made in the flower or the baby powder. I don't know what she used, but um, yeah, ghosts don't make that big of a footprint. <laughs> I'm glad that they moved out and got the hell out of there because that could have turned into a freak show and the way that they were attacking both Brett and his mom, um, which I don't really know what their real names are, which is cool because, you know, we want to keep it anonymous and we don't want to expose anyone for sure. We don't want to expose anyone in any of these stories. So I'm glad that everyone's been doing anonymous names. But um, yeah, I feel like if they would have stayed, that this demon 
um, could have latched itself onto them. So I'm glad that they were able to get out of there and make it safe. Um, and especially move out of that house from that abusive relationship that his mom had, um, with her, with his, I guess, stepdad. I don't know if they were married. Um, but I'm glad that they were able to get out of that as well. Um, but yeah, so Maple Crest Drive, um, I kind of want to look that up, but, uh, I'll look it up and see if I can find some pictures on it and see if I can post that on the Facebook page. That would be pretty cool to pop up, uh, and visualize it because I'm a visual learner. Um, I know that a lot of people are visual learners. So, um, and I'm a history buff too. I love just being able to see it. So I'm going to probably look that up. Um, it doesn't really say what city, um, Maple Crest Drive is, but I don't know. We'll see if, if anything pops up, but, um, God, yeah, these stories were super short guys. I'm sorry about that, but I did do more than three stories today. Um, and let me know what you guys think about that. I might do more stories, um, than just three you know, just kind of switch it up a little bit. And, um, this let me know how this, how the page and channel is going on. Um, make sure to subscribe to Apple podcast and Spotify. Um, also something new is we're also going to be hopefully fingers crossed. Um, there's a website that reached out to me. It's called our Audrey. I think that's how you pronounce it. Audrey. And, um, it's cool because basically you and some other podcasters of different channels can support each other. Um, like if I were to get another, um, podcast team to, um, team up with basically what we would do at the end of each episode or beginning episode, doesn't matter, do a little bit of a promo of that other channel and talk about their channel and say, you know, and, you know, just promote them, you know, say, hey, listen to this channel, it's really cool, of course, I'm going to be doing some ghost podcast podcasters um, and be looking into that and then they will probably do a promo for, for Unexpected Hauntings. So I'm really excited about that. And these are going to be some great podcast channels. I've already been been looking on Audrey for some of these. And they seem pretty legit, pretty great channels. So anyways, guys, um, been working on that lately. And um, also, my my grandma isn't doing that well. Um, Just, you know... Send some good vibes on that and some some hugs because I'm hurting pretty pretty good right now. Um, found out that she has not only COVID but cancer as well, so she's not doing that well at all. And uh, just hoping she can stay comfortable for the time being. Um, so, anyways. Stay safe out there, guys. Um, COVID-19 sucks. And cancer sucks, too. It fucking sucks. 
But anyways, hope you guys are staying safe. I love you guys so much. And I hope that you guys continue to listen to us. Until then, guys, talk to you guys later. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Unexpected Hauntings.